Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. We'll be right back to today's show, but before we do, I want to let you know that you can get a free copy of my first book, Think Unbroken, Understanding and Overcoming Childhood Trauma, when you leave a review for the podcast on Apple Podcasts, either on desktop or on your phone. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, look up Think Unbroken, click follow in the top right, and then go and leave a review at the bottom. And when you leave that review, screenshot it and send it over to book.thinkunbroken.com where you can upload your contact and mailing information, and we will send you a free copy of this award-winning, best-selling book, absolutely free, including shipping. Just go to book.thinkunbroken.com to upload your screenshot review from Apple Podcasts for the Think Unbroken podcast. And until next time, my friend, be unbroken. I'll see you. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show, but I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of life coaching, accountability, support, habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. I went through this pretty rough breakup a few years ago. 
and there's been breakups since, but this one tends to sit with me in a lot of different ways. And I was thinking about something really interesting about that as I was preparing to interview today's guest, Najwa Zabian, who's a best-selling author of Mind Platter and Welcome Home. She's also a podcast host, and she is an activist. And honestly, she's one of the people where when I sit down and listen to her, I think to myself, man, that's really divine. Like, that's powerful. That's beautiful, the words that are coming out of her mouth. That touches you in your soul. Like, it gets you deep in this way where you're like, wow, there's something deeper to us as human beings than just the pain we go through, the hurt we experience, the loss that we have, the heartbreaks, the, the breakups, the times that we look in the bank account and the money just isn't there. And her book, Welcome Home, A Guide to Building a Home for Your Soul, is a book that I've read without question that has left me with a lot to think about. And so I was thinking about this, this relationship and was thinking about what it meant when ultimately it ended and looking at it from this perspective of, I lost a piece of my identity. That was a really hard truth for me. I lost some of who I was, not because I was trying to be in a codependent relationship. And I don't think it was that way at all. And not because I had the intent of losing me, which I don't think any of us actually do, but I had built this sense of self within this other human and her and me in which when we walked away from each other, it was like one of the most painful feelings, emotions, and experiences I've ever had. And I realized, even though it's painful and it sucks and it hurts, it's a must to be able to put yourself in a position to have what you want, need, and deserve. And as much as it breaks our heart, sometimes that means walking away. One of the things that I think about it all the time is like, what do we have to let go of to get what we're supposed to have? There's this interesting excerpt on, on Nejwa's website. It says, too many of us build our homes and other people in the hope that they will deem us worthy of being welcomed inside. And then we feel abandoned and empty when those people leave. Building your home inside yourself and never experiencing inner homelessness again begins here. That statement, that, that excerpt is so powerful because everything begins with us. And I talk about this all the time. It's like, how can you expect to feel love from the outside world if you don't love yourself? How can you get respect from the outside world if you don't respect yourself? How can you have anything that you seek if you don't first seek it within yourself. And in today's conversation with Najwa, we go deep into this. We talk about love and relationships, dating, hope, heartbreak, and more. We go deep into each other's stories in a conversation that is both profound and beautiful and at times, honestly, a little bit painful. But we often need the painful conversations. We need the hurt and the heartbreak so that we can find the love and the hope, the, the bright, sunny days. The bright, sunny days just cannot exist without the gray days and the rainy days and the sad days. It's just the nature of the world. That is the equilibrium. That is the yin and the yang. And my hope, my friend, is that as you listen to today's episode, find a little bit more home within yourself. Find a little bit more peace within yourself. You find a little bit of solace of the hope that you may never again have to experience that inner homelessness. And I'm very excited about this episode because I know that we're, you know, a week removed from Valentine's Day and 
a lot of people have had some heartbreaks and a lot of people have hopefully not had some heartbreaks, but we're always in a place of learning, of understanding, of loving ourselves first. And I hope that this will be a guide for you as you continue to go deeper into loving yourself. And you can learn more about Nejwa on thinkunbrokenpodcast.com. Of course, check me out over at Michael Unbroken on all the social media platforms. And without further ado, my friends, here's Nejwa Zaid. You're listening to the Think Unbroken podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Unbroken. I'm an author, speaker, coach, and advocate for adult survivors of childhood trauma and abuse. In this podcast, you will learn how to transform your trauma into triumph, turn breakdowns into breakthroughs, and go from victim to being the hero of your own story. You can learn more at thinkunbrokenpodcast.com, and of course, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify at Think Unbroken Podcast. Hey, what's up, Unbroken Nation? Hope that you're doing well wherever you are in the world today. Very excited to be back with you with another episode with author Najwa Zabian. My friend, how are you today? What is happening in your world? I'm doing so well today. So yesterday I got the official confirmation that my doctorate was fully accepted and I am now done my doctorate program. Amazing. Congratulations. Um, I cannot even begin to understand how difficult that is. Um, And so I just will, from this side, say amazing. That must take tremendous amount of hard work. And especially with all the things you have going on. You know, initially I I came across you when I I read one of your books after you were on Lisa Bilyeu's podcast, Women of Impact. Mm. And Welcome Home struck me. And I was like, man, you know what's really interesting about this? No matter who you are, we are all impacted by the truth of the reality that we live in. And I think one of the really difficult aspects of life is the fact that we ignore it constantly. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just wondering where you're at in life with what's happening now. Where are you heading towards? Like, What's happening? What do you feel about the work that you've created and the work that you want to create? You know, it so hard for me historically it's been really hard for me to look at the work i do and say wow that's amazing i would always think to myself like this is what i do this is what feels good to me and even with school like as i was finishing my doc wasn't feeling like i was accomplishing something great there was a part of me that just was like, that's the right thing to do, you know, because I was raised in a way that's like, you you know, achieve as much as you can. You need to go as far in school as you possibly can. You need to just work, work, work. And so for me, it's always been, I'm accomplishing all these great things, but I, on a deep level, don't see that as, that's so amazing. And so recently, like within the last few months of my life, I've been reflecting on that. And the more present I become with what I do. So like if as I'm now I'm working on my fifth book. So as I'm I'm planning, like tomorrow, I'm going to start this chapter and start working on it. And that's only what I'm going to focus on. And um all the other distractions because I'm somebody who's used to doing a billion things at the same time. But the more I'm able to focus on one thing, the more it helps me be present with it, the more it helps me see that this is actually an extension of who I am. And that's something that needs to be valued and honored. And it just, it's making me validate myself in a way I've never done in my entire life because usually it's like you work on something you put it out there in the world and then people are like oh wow that's amazing you know you've created this thing that's helping me feel seen and heard and I don't know that I felt 
that greatness in that work until I heard how great it was, you know? And I'm I'm really starting to change that. Like I had a moment the other day, I was working on the second chapter in my new book where Sorry. You know, you know what's really oh. funny about that? We knew that was going to happen. We called that into the universe. Yes, um, it's so funny that we were like, both of us are putting our phones on silent and we're like, this is going to happen. Um, What was I saying? Yeah, I had a moment and it was honestly such a beautiful moment because I felt with my whole being like, this is going to be a great book. Mm. I got that. I don't know how to explain it. It wasn't a thought. It wasn't just a feeling. It was like a wave that went through my body where I 100% felt it. Like within every fiber of my body, this is going to be a great book. Mm. And I honestly never felt that before with any work I've done. Yeah. in my life. That's really beautiful. And I'm glad that you're having that experience because I think that it's one, well, I hope that it's one that everyone can experience at some point in their life. When when I wrote my first book, I remember sitting and having a very similar thought as you where I was just like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to write the book. Yeah. I, I'm a writer by mm -hmm. nature. I started writing as young as seven years old. I just journaled all the time. I wrote a vampire romantic comedy when I was like 11. Like I just am a writer by nature. And mm -hmm. I, I sat and I wrote that book and I was just like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Then I wrote the second one. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. Then I wrote the third one. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. And then one day I was having a, a conversation with Grant Cardone and he looks at me and he goes, dude, you need to take your flowers. And what that signified, mm -hmm. what that really meant was like, pause and allow the admiration, the accolades, the acceptance of doing something great to sit in you and be like, yeah, I did something good. And I think that's really, really difficult for people because we expect that thing that we do that's good to be this life-changing, earth-shattering, unbelievably recognized thing where suddenly you have fame, celebrity, money, wealth, abundance, blah, blah, blah. And sometimes yeah. like, I think it's just like, I did the thing I said I was going to do, and I'm proud of myself. Yes, absolutely. And you don't know who's looking at you from the outside thinking, that's amazing. And, you know, I wish I could achieve that. It may be to someone it's an earth-shattering thing, but to you, the person who's actually achieving it, you think that's just what I'm supposed to be doing. So... That's why I do the work that I do. That's why I wrote Welcome Home about building a home within. All about you being able to see the value in yourself and the value in what you do without needing the external validation for it. It's about you taking that time to say, this is who I am. And I've actually created something as small as it may be that was, again, an extension of me. It was an extension of what I believe in. It's an extension of my passion. It's just, it's so necessary for everyone in the world to do that for themselves. Where do you think, with this being new, so um, you may still be pondering it, but what is the shift that occurred that has allowed you to have that thought, um, especially with the, the new writing? Because for me, like, it was literally Grant telling me that that shifted things for me. And I think sometimes mm -hmm. we need that proxy. But what happened for you? Like, how did you get to that place? I would say it was a series of moments throughout my life where I would feel this little knock inside, like something that was telling me what you're doing is incredible and you need to give yourself credit for that. And I wouldn't listen to that because I was raised in a way that Thinking that way, like thinking fully of myself or of the work that I do means that I'm not humble or that I'm arrogant or that I'm just taking advantage of the gifts that I've been given or whatever. So I never allowed myself to do that. And I honestly think that over time with the number of knocks that I had within and 
and with just really learning that building my sense of who I am outside of me or waiting for that external validation, whether it was from my parents, my family in general, my community, my friends, the people within my circle uh, who do the same kind of work that I do, waiting for that just kept me waiting for something that was never going to happen because I was never going to feel the work that I was doing like in the most um what's the word in the most authentic way possible I wasn't going to feel that way by getting everybody else's approval or everyone else looking at me and saying, hey, that's great. I needed to feel that that was great. And it just happened when I thought of the analogy of how we build our homes in other people. And it's not just in other people. We build our homes so our sense of who we are, our sense of safety, we build it in people, we build it in dreams, so we build it in careers, we build it in communities. We think as long as I'm welcome there, as long as I achieve that, as long as I progress in that, then I'm safe. Once that came to me as, why can't I have all of that inside of me? That was the life-changing moment. So that and I'm sure you've talked about this a lot, the alignment between your mind and your body. So you can learn something logically, but it's going to take time for your body to also align. So even though I had this realization years ago in 2016, that's when the TEDx talk about building home within ourselves and other people. It's been the last year or two of my life that I've actually began to live in a way that fully embodies that and so to anyone listening and I'm sure this resonates with you it takes time for you to start living by what you know so don't judge yourself for knowing and not doing just be compassionate with yourself and say hey this is something new I've learned and it's going to take time for me to unlearn what I knew before and to start applying this new lesson. Yeah. And having compassion with yourself in that journey. And like people need to hear what you just said, because I think one of the, the unfortunate nomenclatures about what we do is people look at us and they go, oh, they've got it all figured out, right? They've written the books, they've coached the people, they have the podcast, they've been on the stages. They've been on the TV shows mm -hmm. and I'm like, yo, I'm learning this like you are every day. I'm just like yeah. right here just in front of you trying to figure it out the same way you are. And, and I think people are so tired of being talked at, right? All, all we ever hear is people telling us how to live, how to show up, how to do this, how to. And my thought is like, I'm you. Like I am one in the same when I'm mm -hmm. when I'm speaking 99.999% of the time. It's like I'm talking to myself. When I'm writing, I'm talking to myself. When I'm mm -hmm. doing whatever, it's a reminder to me. Like, it's like, I've learned all these things. I'm trying to put them in practice. I make mistakes all the time. And it's just like, mm -hmm. what do you do? You rinse, you repeat, you get up, you keep going, you keep trying, you keep pushing forward. Yes. Knowing that, I, I and I think the hardest part of it is, and I'd apply this to anyone, the hardest part of it is knowing that you know what to do, but not doing it and not beating yourself up for not doing it, but instead asking yourself, why did I not do it? And then leveraging that to be able to continue to move forward. And I, I think people yes. always get stuck in being like, well, I'm not good enough. I'm not you. And I hear you saying that I should love myself internally and external things aren't going to make me happy. Just like the other 97 freaking people I listen to. But mm -hmm. How do you like for yourself, like as you're in this process, you're looking at life, you're building, you're at where you're at right now. Like, how do you reconcile what we're talking about right now? Having the knowledge and yet still in application faltering at times. Hmm. So when that happens, I 
immediately know that there's something inside of me that's out of alignment. So this is how it usually shows up for me. There's something that I want to do. I wake up in the morning and I'm like, this is what I have to do today. Then I find myself doing absolutely everything but that one thing. I'll get up and clean. I'll eat. I'll shower. I'll think of all the other things I need to do and start doing them. There's a part of me that's resisting doing the one thing that I know I not only want, but need to do for myself as a form of showing up for myself. And so when that used to happen in the past, I wasn't aware that that was active resistance to applying what I know. I just thought, oh, maybe, maybe I have ADHD or maybe, maybe I'm just not motivated enough. Maybe I just don't enough. But now that I've become aware that that's what happens when I'm actively resisting the application of what I know, I quite literally drop everything I'm doing and I just sit in silence. And that mess that's going on inside my head, the chaos, I kind of let it settle down so that I could actually listen to it instead of it just being this chaos that I'm trying to numb by doing all the other things that I don't really need to be doing. And usually what those voices are telling me are the exact same stories I have been trying to silence my entire life. You're not good enough. You don't deserve this. Who do you think you are to achieve something like this? And so I'm subconsciously allowing the stories that have limited me for almost my whole life to jump into my present moment. And once I'm able to recognize that, sit there and I'm like, no, that's not true. I just say, oh, that's interesting that you know, I've had two or three days where I've been able to focus on what I want to do. But then out of the blue, there's one day where I'm just not, I feel like I'm not able to. Maybe my body needs some rest. Maybe I need a break. Maybe I've been, this has been life-changing for me. Maybe I've been surrounding myself with more negativity than the counter-positivity to it. And that's just worn me down. So maybe I need to talk to a friend or talk to somebody who I know understands me. So, so being aware when that resistance is happening, giving yourself some time for that chaos to, like, think about it like muddy water. You have to give it a little bit of time for things to settle so that you can get a little bit of clarity on what's going on. Listen to what's going on. And then treat yourself the way that you would treat someone you love. Do for yourself what you need in that moment. And then you'll be able to decide on a time when you're going to start that task again. And one of the things I always struggled with was the time in between me deciding to do the task and actually doing it, I was constantly worried about the task getting done. So I have to actively tell myself, Nejwa, you've decided to start this work in two hours. That's when you start doing work. We're not thinking about it right now. We're not worrying about it right now. It's not going to get done just by thinking about it for these two hours. You are going to get it done in two hours. So that's how I know that's a really long answer, but it's because it is a really complicated process. It's not as simple as no, when I find myself not doing what I know I want to do, I just wake myself up and change it. It's it's a process. Yeah, I I think about, so I got this giant whiteboard over here. You can't see it, but it's in probably most of the whiteboard. It says, close the gap. And mm -hmm. that is a reminder to me to recognize 
that in the silence, which is that gap, that's where you discover your tools, your power, your ability to continue forward into the thing that you need. But you have to be mindful of the gap because what happens if you don't mind the gap? You're going to fall down. And that's what happens. You get to burnout. You get to exhaustion, ruined relationships. Um, you're eating poor foods. You're not taking the pause. And ultimately, here's what I've discovered because I'm I'm the ultimate procrastinator. I am so late. Like people don't understand when I say this. I am so incredibly lazy. Like there's nothing more exciting to me than watching movies and eating gummy bears and getting stoned all day long. Right. But I don't I don't do that because that's not an alignment with the person that I'm choosing to be. And if I didn't step into the pause, right, that moment of right before the decision where I'm like, oh, the thing that I could do is not go to the gym and eat a cheeseburger. Right. Which is very easy. Or I could go to the gym knowing that I'm taking care of myself. And in that pause. I'm basing it on a very simple question. I ask myself, what do I need? And so mm -hmm. it's very much the same thing that you're doing. But by asking myself that question, the thing that starts to transpire is to a word that you were using just a moment ago is I'm able to step deeper into authenticity. Because then mm -hmm. I'm asking that question, I'm like, what do I need? Do I need it for me? Do I need it for you? Do Why is it the thing that I need to do or accomplish coming up right now and being interrupted, right? There's always an underlying reason. But I think people get scared of that, right? They get terrified of, and, and I'm curious about your thoughts on this because you're someone who star is rising and continually rising and had amazing books and great talks and amazing on stage and been on all the podcasts and all the things. And I think about this a lot and I don't know if it's true. And so I'm curious when we're growing up and, and your background is very interesting to me, growing up feeling invisible, I felt the same way coming through mm -hmm. trauma, coming through being a homeless kid. And the one thing that I always wanted subconsciously was to be seen. And I think that's a lot mm -hmm. of what people have when they're invisible as a kid. And so you go through that and then you're, you're faced with the opportunity to have that exact thing, right? To be seen. And I yeah. think a lot of people stop themselves. What I'm curious about and this is something I'm working out in my life in real time, is I think people are more afraid of being successful than they are of failing. And so I'm just curious, just your thoughts and how that strikes you. I think part of the reason why people are afraid of being successful is once you're seen, you're afraid that you're fully going to be seen. And if you inherently think that you have flaws and there's something wrong with you, part of you that's always going to run away from that exposure. I can't think of any other reason for why someone would be more afraid of succeeding than failing. Also, failing in a way proves to that person what they already believe about themselves. And we are very likely to follow patterns and paths that lead us to a very familiar story, a very familiar ending. And so that's why what might seem to us like, I'm trying to change this belief about myself. It turns out to be I'm trying to change the ending of one thing in my life so that I could change that belief about myself. For example, a relationship ends and you already think that you don't deserve to be fully and wholeheartedly loved for who you authentically are because you think there is something wrong with you. There's a lot for you to work on, whether that's something that's you're conscious of or you're not conscious of if that's how you're operating if that's what's pushing you to behave the way that you are behaving so instead of going back that's like I don't deserve love I don't deserve to be prioritized I don't deserve to be unconditionally loved I don't deserve to be punished I don't deserve instead of going to that belief and changing it we want to change the ending of this relationship, as in try to revive it, try to bring that person back. Because we somehow believe if this ending shows us that someone stayed, 
then it changes the belief that we don't deserve someone staying. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I know that we kind of, it took a tangent from the initial question that we were talking about, but I think it's very important to be aware of what kinds of, um, I don't want to use the word ending because I used it enough. What confirmations are we chasing after? Because if the confirmation we're chasing after is that we don't deserve success, then we are not going to succeed. If the confirmation we're going after is something is wrong with me and if the whole world sees me, then that means they're going to see what's wrong with me so I don't want to be seen, then that's what's going to happen. So that's my answer to that question. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of it is you have to find in anything in life that you want, that you desire, you have to find the willingness to step through the fear of the unknown and to tap into courage to walk that path. Because like- It's the only way. It is the only way. And what really sucks about that is it's hard, right? It's so incredibly mm -hmm. difficult to be where you're at today in this moment and say, that's the thing that I want, and then have the willingness to pursue it and to take a step every single yes. day. Because the, the thing about just being a human being is we often pull ourselves away from the unknown because it's safe. But you have to be willing in mm -hmm. some capacity to get unsafe in a healthy, not dangerous way, right? And have the willingness to walk that path for you. And yeah. I think that you hit spot on about beliefs because ultimately your beliefs are going to be the very thing that help you navigate the world. And more so what you believe. I don't know about this. But perfect example. We're having this conversation before we record. And I go, every time this is going to happen, there's a beep. You manifest and manipulate the environment to create the exact thing that is in your mind. And I think people mm -hmm. fail to realize that because they are so stuck in a small think where the only thing that they understand is how they're raised and you get trapped in that. And you and I, while very different backgrounds, experienced that. How did you get untrapped from the small thinking that was ingrained in you to be able to shift your beliefs, to have the courage to go towards the things that you want? There is visualization technique that I, I don't know if anyone else came up with this, but this is what I came up with for myself and it's I imagine a world that's small and I'm in that world like I imagine myself like a little dot okay that world is made up of all of those small things the rules the things I was taught were going to lead me to be the right person or things I need to stay away from or what makes me a good girl, what makes me a good daughter, what makes me a good whatever. That's the world I was raised in. And then I imagine around that world, a much bigger world where there are things I haven't seen and I haven't learned and I haven't given myself permission to think of because I was always taught that giving yourself permission to think of different perspectives and different beliefs must mean that if I'm talking from a religious point of view, it must mean that I don't believe in God or that I'm a sinner in some way. If it's from a cultural point of view, it must mean that I'm somebody who's a rebel, somebody who, you know, wants to ruin her reputation and her family's reputation. And so when I allow myself feel that there is a much bigger expansion around me than the little tiny world that makes me feel small and trapped and like if I don't follow all these things then I'm in trouble and feeling that bigger expansion as opposed to feeling like it's the end of the world if I don't follow what this world is telling me to follow then it just makes me feel like there's so much more around me for me to um, connect with to and, and so much as in people and places and thoughts like I'm not confined to these people in this small world 
there's so much more. I'm not confined to the thoughts in this small world. There's so much more. And so when I find myself on a more practical level, getting stuck on one thing, like, this is a very silly example, but it's something I thought of. If I'm about to post a picture on Instagram where I just know that I'm going to get negative comments on the way I'm dressed because I did used to cover, I did used to dress a lot more conservatively, and now I don't. And so there's a big portion of my audience that would be offended. So instead of getting stuck on, I know I'm going to get negative comments. I know that this is going to give me a headache and I'm going to feel down and I'm going to have all those shameful thoughts and feelings bubble up to the surface because I attached my worthiness for so many years to the way that I dressed and to the inches of skin that I covered. Instead of allowing that little thing to stop me, from putting content out there that I know is going to help so many people, I just see that big, what seems to be like a big looming problem, like these negative comments, I just imagine myself literally bringing it to be smaller and smaller and smaller, and then I start looking at the other small things that are possible, like this is going to help other people. This is going to inspire someone. This is going to help me feel like I have courage to not care about what people think. And so it's that little thing is only as big as we allow it. And going back to something you said earlier, it's that mindfulness. It's that awareness. Like once you see it for what it is, you're able to do something about it but if you're just if you continue to allow yourself to be pulled into those little things without pausing to think about them and to think about how realistic they are how logical they are how and what I mean by that is like our perception of reality is oftentimes distorted to sit as an outsider to yourself and have that conversation with yourself and say, is it really that big? Like imagine one of your friends who thinks differently from you and what would they say to this? So once you bring little thing to your awareness, then you can make it as big or small as you want. And then with more practice of making it small, you will subconsciously start doing that without even have, having to pause as much as you would when you begin this process. Yeah, and I think natively as human beings, and it's probably built into our biology as a survival mechanism, that we catastrophize everything and we look for the, the worst in everything. And we go, oh my God, this one thing that actually probably means nothing is the end of the world and it's not. And and I think it's that like the just, worst thing that could possibly happen. I would rather die than do this. That's what the dialogue that goes on, right? Yeah, and and I think that's a really dangerous place to be because that's going to cripple you. That's going to keep you handcuffed mm -hmm. to an identity that is not going to have the ability to continue to propel forward. And I mean, Absolutely. look, everybody faces it. I'm I'm not sitting here and being like I don't. You know, recently we we announced one of our conferences and. I had nothing ready, right? And I was just like, nope, tell everybody about it now because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if it's not perfect. It doesn't matter if you don't have everything lined up. It doesn't matter if blah, 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 blah. Because ultimately, and, and I think about this a lot, if you believe that the thing that you're doing is for the betterment of yourself, your community, your school, your church, your society, the world, like you have a moral obligation to do it even, and I would dare say even and especially if you're scared. Because that mm -hmm. fear is an indicator that you're moving into the right direction, right? Because, like, how else are you going to know? And we get so caught up in it. Mm -hmm. We think to ourselves, and I've had this experience, too, where I'm like, yeah, but they're going to judge me. I'm not good enough. Like, I don't have 96 degrees, and I don't have a high school diploma, so who can trust me? And then I'm like, yeah, but 
I've helped hundreds of thousands of people around the world, written best-selling books. Like, and you mm -hmm. have to remind yourself like the great things that you've done. And to your point, yes. leverage those to continue to move forward. One of the things that mm -hmm. I, I think happens often, and this was my experience for a long time, is when you get out of that small world and you start looking at the bigger world and you're exposed to the people, the information, the thoughts, the topics, it can feel massively overwhelming. Like we're in the mm -hmm. same world. I, I would imagine you've probably had this experience where you go sit in the room with one of these people and you go, I'm overwhelmed. Or you learn something, go, I'm overwhelmed. Like whatever that might be. I, I've learned how to not be overwhelmed by disallowing it from my life. But how have you been able to manage when you open up that world and make it big to not get consumed by it, thus getting mm -hmm. crippled by the very thing that you're seeking? I know exactly what you're talking about because I remember experiences of sitting with people in this field and being like, like they really figured it out and I'm nowhere near that. And like, I remember that was like in the earlier days. The most important thing for me to honestly, and I'm not using this as a buzzword, is to be authentic with myself. That's it. Just ask myself, who are you? And what do you genuinely from the bottom of your heart and your soul and with your whole being want to be doing in the world? Are you doing your absolute best? Yes. That's it. Just be as you are in that room with those people. It's great that they are able to do what they do and that they've figured things out in a certain way, but that doesn't take anything away from you. Like, that's how I speak to myself because I, I walk into those rooms and you can let me know if your experience has been different, but I would feel like I was like energetically bleeding. Like my energy is just going everywhere and I'm thinking all these thoughts of, I should be doing that and how did I not think about that? And I just had to stop because... When you do that, there's an element of, I don't know who I am. So I'm looking at who others are and what they're doing, trying to build an image of who I am. Does that make sense? So for me, taking the time to learn about myself and to learn about what my strengths are and what my, I don't want to call them weaknesses, but things that don't inspire me, things that don't push me, things that I'm not going to waste my time on because to me, they're big hurdles, like mechanical things, like things that I could hire someone to do. I just, I have to be honest with myself about that. And the rest just falls into place. Like when, when you don't feel like there are gaps, going back to what you said, gaps in your being and who you are and the way that you define yourself, then you're not a walking like, here, give me that. Let me put it here to fill this gap. Here, give me that. And it could be just... Again, what someone does for themselves, uh, how far someone else has come. So instead of looking to fill those gaps from those people, just take the time to figure those things out for yourself because that's what's going to make you unique. The number of people I've met who are trying to make it, whatever that word means, and to build a name for themselves, who have and i can see it they are actively staying away from being original they are just looking at what everybody else is doing and trying to get an amalgamation of, of all of that and saying well if all these people succeeded then i will succeed but what makes someone stand out is who they are so going into those rooms with that mindset has been transformational for me. Yeah, I love that. And I, I think that applies to literally everything. 
right? And and it's not yes. just specifically, you know, whether or not you're going into personal development conferences or blah, blah, blah. And and the thing that struck you asked me if if my thoughts might be different. I, I love that you use the phrase energetically bleeding because I remember like when I really first started this process about 10 years ago, when I got deeper into it, you know, I would be in rooms with guys like Gary Vaynerchuk and Brendan Burchard and I'd be like, mm -hmm. what the f am I doing here? And yeah. then one day I actually started telling myself a different story because I'm, I'm such a proponent. We are the stories we tell ourselves, period. That is who you are. You mm -hmm. are who you decide that you are. And I made a decision one day. I was like, oh, these people are my peers. These people are my peers. Because think about this. When you're hanging out with your friends, if you're in the right friend group, you never worry about, am I wearing the right shoes? Did my book sell enough copies? Uh, is my family perfect? Do my kids got the right grades? Like, you don't think about that when you're in those right circumstances. And so I just started looking at people as my friends. You know, I go, you're my friend. I don't care if you have mm -hmm. a million followers or one. I don't care if you're a stranger on the street or if you're the, the president of the world, right? I'm like, you're my friend yes. and I'm your friend. And that doesn't, because here's what's really fascinating about life. And this is maybe a nihilistic way to look at it, but we're all going to die. And so since we're all going to die, maybe we should be more collaborative in our effort together while we're here and recognize that the person that you think has it all is suffering in ways that they wish that they had what you have. Mm -hmm. And you can't see that because on the surface, you can't see it. And going back to something you said earlier, like, what am I doing here? Well, you're there for a reason. It's not like you were just, you just woke up in the room and you're like, I don't know these people and I don't know why I'm here. You're obviously there because you earned it somehow. So stop questioning, like stop allowing so much of that energy that you have, which is limited, really. Just questioning whether you deserve to be where you are or not. If you're there, then you've earned it and just see what you can offer instead of just being quiet because you're like, anything I'm going to say is going to be wrong and it's not going to be as good as what they're going to say. And so I'd rather just really, I'd rather stay small. I'd rather stay quiet. I'd rather not contribute. Yeah. I want to ask you a very specific question in alignment with yeah. that, because this is something I think about all the time, especially when I'm coaching. I, I try to push people into recognizing the words that they're using and the way that they use them because those patterns create a lifestyle. And very often, quite often, especially in the beginning of working with people, and this is my case as well, we always look for the negative outcomes of circumstances, right? No matter what, this, mm -hmm. these endings, these confirmations, we're always pushing towards the negative. But particularly in intimate relationships, especially if you've mm. come through pain or suffering or trauma or abuse, or you've been in a narcissistic or toxic relationship, whatever that means, however you define that, and then yeah. there's something good. Right. And you're like, oh, mm -hmm. this must be too good to be true. Now we're catastrophizing this. Now we're looking for the out. Now we're looking for, you know, I, they don't like me because of this or blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know where I'm going with this. So I'm really curious about like yes. if, if this whole conversation is around the concept of identity and being OK with who you are and navigating the world of filling yourself first intimate relationships are probably the most difficult things that we do as a human species. How do you find the positive when all of your background and all of your body screams, the other shoe is going to drop and this is going to turn bad eventually? Well, first, you have to be aware that that is what you are thinking. Like you have to be aware that you are anticipating the worst possible scenario, that that is how you functioned for X amount of time in your life. Because without that awareness, you're just going to continue following that thought process and that pattern, and you're going to keep sabotaging something until it actually ends. So becoming aware of that takes a lot of like introspection and thinking. What is reality showing me? And does it align with what I already believe about it. So, for example, you might be in a relationship with someone and 
everything is going well and there's still that little voice in your head that's like, just wait for it. Just wait for it. And then, you know, on a random night, you text that person, they don't respond to you for a couple of hours and you immediately think, see, I knew it. So in a moment like that, you pause and you say, okay, does this happen often or did it just happen one time? Because what this voice is telling me is that this single event means that this person is going to leave just like everybody else left. But it's just a single event. If it's happening every single day, that's a different story. And so, again, going back to what is reality showing me and what am I trying to make it mean based on how I already think? And you have to challenge how you already think. And that's happened to me, perfect example that I'm telling you about. And I was like, everything was going great up to that moment. And I didn't get a response. And I was like, see, that's it. They all do that. And I, I could feel this like rush of emotions in my body that felt so much like disappointment, like just reliving every other moment in my life where I felt abandoned and and the the response in my body was all much bigger than this little event, which is someone didn't respond to me for a couple of hours when, you know, it's at a time where he normally would respond. And then he calls me two hours later and I could tell from his voice, he's like, I'm so sorry, I fell asleep on the couch. And when I heard that, I, I thought about it later because this was during the time where I was becoming more aware, right? If I had just gone to that conclusion that this is it, this means that everybody's the same and this relationship's bound to end at some point and all the things that I already believed, if I had made that decision, then nothing that he would have said was going to change my mind. That's it. But I had to look at reality and give myself permission to think in a different way than I used to think before. And instead of seeing one behavior as an indication of a pattern, I was actually looking, is this a behavior or is it like a one-time behavior? Or is it a pattern? So that's what I urge people to do is really look at reality and what you're making of it. And then when you do make a mistake of coming to a conclusion because you've been triggered, because it this happened at some point in, in another relationship and you're like, if I had listened to my gut in that moment, then I would have spared myself that pain. So I'm going to listen to my gut in this moment so that I, I don't feel that pain. But when you do that, are you actually listening to your gut or are you listening to your fears? Are you listening to your gut or are you listening to your childhood trauma and what it taught you about yourself? So you have to be very careful with not seeing things as very black and white. Like this single event might mean whatever, like things you see on TikTok. If the person you're talking to only talks to you on Snapchat, that's a big red flag. Don't talk to them. That means they are not serious. That means why? Like, why do we come up with these things? And so when we start believing them and we see them in real life, we're like, yeah, I heard someone say that. And that confirms for me the belief that I already have, that everybody's the same. They're all going to walk away. So I'm going to believe that. And then you say, so when that does happen, because it happens, we're human. Be honest about it and tell the person that that's what you were thinking and feeling based on what you've gone through before. And if this person is going to use that against you, there you go. Wrong person. Like, 
you have your answer, then it's not someone that you are meant to be with. It's not someone you want to be with. If you open up to them and that brings you closer, then you're golden. But the, the, this is what usually happens. We stick to what we did because we don't admit that we may have made a mistake. And we fall into that victim mentality of, I've been hurt so much. And, you know, if I just slipped up this one time and came to a conclusion that wasn't true, then it, I blame it on everything I've gone through in the past. No, be brave enough to sit down and say, that was really silly of me. That was, I hurt you with my words and this is where it came from. So don't beat yourself up over falling into old patterns. Just be willing to break those patterns by actually speaking them out, you know, by talking about them, by just involving this new person that you're trying to build something with in in that breaking which wow we are talking about being unbroken and this seems very unbroken. <laughs> yeah right well you know and I, I think you're spot on and, and confirmation bias is super dangerous you will always find supporting evidence for the beliefs that you choose to have and if you and especially always with there's stupid, evidence for everything yeah and especially with stupid social media like don't get it twisted social media is as dumb as the day is long like do not be consumed by somebody dancing on tiktok trying to give you life advice trust me in 18 seconds you do not know enough to know whether or not they're credible but that's the world we live in i digress because that will go down a very dark path real fast um yep. this conversation has been absolutely incredible my friend before i ask you my last question can you please tell us where we can find and learn more about you? You can find me on all social media platforms, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook. It's all Nezhua Zabian, my first name, last name. My website is nezhuazabian.com. That's where you can find information on my books and podcasts, Stories of the Soul. And you can find my books at every bookstore, really. So. Yeah, Brilliant. that's me. Not a hard person to find. My last no. question for you, my friend. What does it mean mm -hmm. to you to be unbroken? Mm, that's a very big question. I think a big part of being unbroken is fully believing that you deserve whole unconditional love and support and belonging whether you are fully healed whether you are in the process of breaking whether you're in the process of rebuilding yourself back up being unbroken doesn't mean that you are not going through hard times. It doesn't mean that you're not making mistakes. It doesn't mean that you haven't made mistakes. It doesn't mean any of that. It means that you continue to believe that you deserve all good things during all of those phases in your healing. That's what it means to me. And I just came up with that right now. <laughs> yeah. Beautifully said, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. Unbroken Nation, thank you for listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share, tell a friend. And until next time, my friends, be unbroken. Thank you. I'll see ya. Thank you so much for listening to Think Unbroken. Please share this episode with someone who could use it and help us move forward in our mission of ending generational trauma in our lifetime. And if you would, please take five seconds to pop on iTunes or Spotify, hit that five star, leave a review, and you can also reach out to us on social at Michael Unbroken or at Think Unbroken. And of course, you can check out our YouTube channel at Think Unbroken. Thank you for being a part of Unbroken Nation, my friends. And until next time, be unbroken. Hey, my friends, we will be right back to the show. But I have a question for you. Are you struggling with the impact of childhood trauma? Well, know that you're not alone. I'm here to let you know that I'm starting a brand new weekly coaching group that includes a year of live coaching, accountability, support, 
habit and goal setting, and more. I'm starting a waitlist for the group right now, and I'm only taking a handful of people. And I'll let you know that through this personalized coaching, we'll work together to help you understand how your childhood trauma has shaped your beliefs, behaviors, emotions, and will help you create a roadmap for healing and growth. Right now, you can schedule an absolutely free coaching session with me and get put on the wait list if you go to thinkunbroken.com. My friends, it's your time to turn your trauma into triumph, breakdowns into breakthroughs, and become the hero of your own story. And I'm here to support you in doing that. Just go to thinkunbroken.com to register for a free coaching call with me and to get put on the wait list for the brand new weekly coaching program. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's stamps.com, code PROGRAM. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. <laughs> 